0: Hi, my name's Ashley, and I like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> do you like to sit around for a while? Found yourself a little pet crocodile. Do you like to just live in the moment? Do you like the stars and moon in the comets? What do you like, do you like? What do you like, do you like? What do you like, do you like? What do you like,
1: do you like? Welcome to What Do You Like, the podcast where we get to know a person through their passions and hobbies. I am your host, Jeremy Zaha, and today on the podcast, we have a very exciting conversation. I think this might be a first in that a person's passion is another living thing, Um. Nothing special about that other than I think that the, I think this is the first. Um, and this person I've known for I think upwards of two years now, we're getting close to two years. Um, it's someone I used to work with, um, at my former corporate job. Um, and uh, someone who uh, she's she's the type of person that uh, once like you get to know her, she's one of the the nicest, most generous people out there. Um, and I think that speaks a lot to the passion we're talking about today. Um, but without further ado, I want to welcome to the podcast, Ashley Coppin. Welcome to the podcast, Ashley.
0: Thanks, Jeremy. That's so sweet of you.
1: Well, it's it's a true statement, and uh, let's we'll just jump right into it. Today we're talking about your love of dogs. Yes. Yeah. Um, and why I, I mentioned, like, the, the nicest, kindest um, and how it relates to dogs is you, since I've known you, has have said the very nicest things about dogs, almost more so other humans. Um,
0: That's accurate.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think you've ever seen a dog you didn't like. Uh, which I'm really excited we're having this conversation because I like animals, um, but I've seen some dogs that I was like, I'm glad someone else loves this dog. Um, <laughs> but I don't think that I don't think that's something about you, but we'll get into it. Um, I guess to to, to start the, the conversation is, uh, do you remember the first time you kind of fell in love with a dog?
0: Um, so I didn't grow up with dogs. Um, my family's allergic, my parents and one of my sisters, so we didn't have them like in the house or anything. Um, but I had friends and my neighbors always had dogs and I always gravitated to them. Um, it's always been something I've loved. And if there's a party and there's a dog there, I'm hanging out with that dog, uh, I guess the first time I really, really fell in love with a dog was hmm, at least 10 years ago. And he's still alive. His name's stock, but it was my ex-boyfriend's dog. And this dog just like changed everything for me. Um, he's the reason why I got a dog today. And, um, why I, they are my passion. But I've always loved them from the very beginning.
1: I mean, I think that that speaks a lot in that uh, you growing up, like a dog was never an option for you. But obviously, like even from a young age, like you could tell there's something about dogs that you gravitate to. But I always like, no matter, like if a friend's house, like you always went gravitate towards the dog.
0: Mm hmm. I begged um, my parents for a dog Like every day Um So it wasn't with lack of trying I did try to get a Get one in my life
1: Nice And I, I don't know if you heard this week in the background But um <laughs> Ashley practices what she preached And she does have a dog named Boone Um who I've met He's a little bit on the crazy side Um But I think it speaks again to to Ashley's love of dogs. Um, But back to growing up. So you, Mm -hmm. because of allergies, it just was never an option. Um, As a kid, did you know, like, when I am able to, I'm adopting a dog no matter what?
0: Oh, yeah. I said it constantly. Um, It's always been something I wanted. And when I actually did move out, Um, that was number one on the list of looking for a place is that it must accept dogs.
1: When, so when you're saying this, obviously your parents had no love for dogs (laughs) because they're allergic. Um, but knowing that you were going to leave the nest and you were going to eventually get a dog, was there any like hesitation for your parents to be like, "Uh, I don't think you should like, or did they, did they fully support you? Like once you're out do whatever you want.
0: Oh, they fully supported it. And they actually like thought it would probably be the best thing for me. Um, so yeah, they were all for me getting a dog and thought that it would help. I mean, I've always kind of suffered from depression and stuff. And that was always my, another thing that I would tell my parents, like, Oh, it would help Ease my depression and anxiety. Uh, so they knew that that was going to be a good move for me.
1: I mean, that's that's a good thing to kind of to talk about. And I think particularly with what's going on in the world, um, I feel like a lot of people are realizing um, what having a companion, an animal, a dog, can do for someone's mental health um like with everyone kind of being stuck inside i think people are realizing like oh man i really wish i had a companion um your view of dogs i think some people view them as like a pet and some people view it as like an actual companion or almost like a child
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um I'm pretty sure you fall on that side where it's I'm gonna do everything for this dog. What is it about dogs? Do you do you think that like fills that spot for you?
0: That's like a hard one because I feel like so much um dogs give me so much love. It's that unconditional love. When you, if you're having a bad day and you go home, they're so excited to see you. You could do no wrong in their eyes. Like they're just the most forgiving and gentle and sweet and constantly just there to brighten your day. My dog always makes me laugh, even if he's like being a little shit. I still love him and he makes me. Just he makes my day so much better. So um, just having them there can do a lot, especially during these times.
1: Yeah, so I know I so I have some friends that um, help out with some rescues. <laughs> um, and one thing they've said is like adoption rates are as an all time high right now, um, which I think is exciting. Uh, I'm I am concerned about what it looks like when things open up and are people going to kind of maintain their responsibility um, from from your perspective. Obviously, you can't speak for anyone else. Um, but when you went to adopt Boone, your dog, uh, what how did you kind of view the responsibility that you're taking on? Um,
0: Oh, I take it very serious. Um, I think anyone who is adopting another living creature or, you know, um, taking that step should, um, it's a huge responsibility. Um, they need a lot of care and, um, you know, uh, I just think when I did it, I looked at it as this isn't just like a fun thing. Like if it doesn't work out, I can just return him. Like, no, he's he's mine and I'm I'm no matter what happens, he's gonna be with me until the day he dies, or if I go first, which usually isn't the case, but um yeah, people really should take it seriously and if they can't commit to a lifetime or at least like 10 15 years then they shouldn't get they shouldn't even think about getting a dog
1: I think yeah I think that that's an important thing to kind of for some people to hear I think especially with with the pandemic and people like being home a lot more I think it's a, a for some people, it's a convenience mm-hmm. thing. Um, but I also think that while it might have started out as a convenience thing, lo- the one silver lining to this pandemic, the fact that it lasted so long, and it's still going on, um, <laughs> I think it allowed a lot of people, even if it was, they adopted just as like a companion for the pandemic, it's now been over a year. hmm um, so they're able to stay there. It's no longer a short term thing. Yeah, they adjust um, it. Yes. Um, I think, I think it, it's, it's important to find those silver linings in this very weird, sad time. <laughs> um, the other silver lining is sometimes people start podcasts. So, <laughs> well, working out for right?
0: you.
1: Yeah, it's going all right. Um, but let's go back to your dog. Now, I've met your dog. Again, his name's Boone. <laughs> he barks at everything. In fact, I'm surprised he hasn't started barking during this podcast. But, hey, there's still time.
0: Yeah, it's still soon.
1: <laughs> I think it takes a, a very special person to 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 live with that and be like yeah that's I love him he he's the best um is there ever a time that you're like oh Boone I cannot deal with you right now this is too much um uh, or is it always like accepting every fault and finding the the joy in it
0: um i mean he can get on my nerves, but I get on his nerves. So sometimes he needs a break from me. Um, He'll go and hide underneath the bed or something to get his alone time. Um, But for the most part, I love spending every second with him. Um, We kind of got this codependent relationship, especially during this pandemic. Um, I think if I were to go back into the office full-time it may be harder for me than it is him at this point (laughs) um but you know it's just like any any relationship you kind of there's times where you get on each other's nerves but underneath it all you still love them and accept them so um unfortunately you've only seen the kind of crazy part of him but there's like so many layers to this guy. He's a, he's just a great dog and um just needs you kind of need to get to know him a little bit more for him to feel comfortable um and show you that other side of him because he has like the stranger complex, fear of strangers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, like, Shrek, he has layers.
0: Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking.
1: Now, the first, first Shrek reference on the podcast. <laughs> um, you So, you brought up a really interesting idea um, right there with it's a relationship. I think a lot of times people will look at someone adopting a dog, and not viewing it as a, a relationship. There are feelings both ways. Now, as you mentioned earlier, the dog will love unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Well, like, it's excited to see you. At the very least, you're the source of all food. Um, so, like, you you can almost do no wrong. But you mentioned how Boone sometimes needs some alone times. So yeah. Needs to be away. <laughs> And it's important to to realize like these are these are living beings these are these they have their own thoughts um and they they have their own moods and stuff like that um it's not something that you you constantly think about with with a dog at least those like me who currently do not have a dog um have you noticed in your time owning boone or i guess Owning is not a great word, is it? Or what is there a better word that I should be using?
0: <laughs> no, that's fine. That's okay. That's accurate and correct. Um,
1: okay. <laughs> um, see so, owning in your time owning Boone. Um you mentioned how it, it takes him time to get to know people. And like having to understand, like in in your life, af- having to realize that, and like this is a this is a lifetime commitment. This is this is my child, basically. Um, has that has it been weird having people come over and like meeting Boone? I know. Again, I've met Boone. I've visited your house. Um, and Boone literally did not stop barking. The in- well, no. I think after about an hour he got so tired, but like do, do people last the full hour or what is that like?
0: Oh, uh, that's a great question. Um, it is difficult, um, in my situation because I don't have many visitors. Um, and when I do, it's usually like family. So they've met him several times and, um, he's so good with them and uh but I try to avoid having people over sometimes uh unless they have another dog with them because he loves dogs and it seems to kind of ease the situation and he trusts the other person a little more when he sees that they came with a dog um but it's it's a work in progress he's a work in progress but um for the most part i'll go places with him or um really i don't have too many people over which is kind of bad but it is what it is well and
1: also we're in the middle of pandemic yeah so like <laughs> it's been a while i'm sure since you've had anyone over um but you bring up an interesting, interesting idea there, where Boone trusts the other person more if they have a dog with them, and I think that that again speaks to dogs having like this this unique understanding of the world. And like Boone was a rescue, you don't really know many details of what happened before you adopted him, correct?
0: Um, just that he was a stray, and um. He was picked up by DuPage Animal Control and then spent, I don't know how long in the pound before um, the rescue that I got him, picked him up. So I don't know much about his background. He was approximately 10 months old when I got him. Um, so it's not like he was on the streets for years and years. mm
1: mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think it says a lot about, like, those formative months mm-hmm. when he was not in your home. Um, but I think it, it it it's, again, it shows, like, the complex understanding of dogs or animals in general. Like, to be able to internalize, like, I'm uncomfortable with a person unless they have someone like me yeah. coming in. Like... And it's almost like, I don't, again, I don't know about, like, what's going through dogs' minds, but it's almost like he's saying, like, oh, he's caring for something like me. I can trust that this person's not going to harm me or my human.
0: Exactly. Um, I think I kind of just... just, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) No, no. No, go ahead. No, uh, I I do just think it kind of relaxes him. He's seeing that you're a good person in his eyes just because you have a dog <laughs> and they, they're not uh, looking to be in pain or anything. So maybe they speak to each other, say something, communicate maybe. that way.
1: <laughs> maybe. Yeah. That, I mean, eye. that that is, that is, that is true. Um, Other dogs brings up something I know that you've had some experience with. Uh, Again, you adopted your own dog, and that's your lifetime partner. But you also foster dogs. Correct. How did you get involved with that, and what kind of drove you to do that?
0: Um, Actually, I've always wanted to foster dogs, um, but it wasn't until quarantine happened that I thought – well, now's the perfect time and opportunity to do so. So um, I applied to one of the local shelters um, to be a foster parent and just kind of waited and the email started coming in and I did two, I did three dogs um, with that shelter and then I um, started to send out applications to other shelters in the surrounding area. And I have done one other one. So a total of four since we've been quarantining.
1: So I feel like it takes a very special person to be able to foster a dog. I know my mom... um, I've suggested that she foster animals and she said, no, there's no way that I could foster an animal without adopting them. Like I would be
0: a foster fail.
1: Yeah, exactly. It'd be like the first one and then done. Um, What is it about you? Do you think that like is able to do that? Is able to provide this care for this animal short term? It's very necessary to like keep them out of a, a shelter, but to also be able to understand, like, hey, they're only here for a short time. I'm setting them up for their forever home.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely is hard. Not gonna lie. Uh, there's been quite. I think every single one. I'm like, oh, this might be the one that I uh, pull the plug and say I'm gonna adopt, but. Um, I kind of have to talk myself down (laughs) and say, realistically, am I going to give this dog the best home that it can have? Um, You know, I live in a two bedroom, uh, condo in the suburbs, like without a yard. Um, So some of these dogs, I think might not do as well in my sort of situation. like my very first foster dog who I love dearly. And I actually still keep in touch with the foster mom. Um, he was just, I thought like perfect <laughs> in every way. Uh, he got along with my dog. He was just so sweet and gentle with me, just ball of energy, but he was a bigger dog and he needed to run and have more activity. So um That one was hard to give up, especially being the first time being a foster dog parent. Um, But just knowing that they're going to a better situation, lifestyle, um, household for them makes it just 100% worth it. Um, And you get to see them. It's like when when you first get these dogs, they're scared, terrified, filthy you know they they've come from just either like neglect or abusive homes or we strays just anything um and you have that window of opportunity to show them that they're safe and um kind of what their first introduction to like love is. So, um, I think it's really important work to foster. Um, you're, you're really just kind of giving them the building blocks to grow into just a well-rounded dog. And it's been a really great and humbling experience. There's been ups and downs and I wouldn't change it at all. I, I still continue. I'm, you know, I, I'm waiting for my next one to come around. So I'm looking forward to that.
1: I think, uh, you mentioned one of the things you have to tell yourself is, is this the best situation for this dog? And I think it says a lot about you, um, that that's your mindset. It's like, I'm here to provide care for this dog, and you mentioned like you're getting them basically right after the, the negative life events in their lives that led to them being up for adoption. But you also are recognized like, hey, the, these dogs need something I cannot provide long term. Um, I think again, that says a lot about you as as looking at these these dogs as like Living things that need care, that need something specific. They're not a toy. Um, and I think sometimes in I guess pop culture, we see dogs as almost accessories. We were talking before mm-hmm. we went on 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 the air as there's a the toy breeds that people walk around with in them in their purse. Um, and I'm not saying that people that do that don't care and love for the, their dog, but it, it, it kind of creates this perception that this dog is not part of the family. It's an accessory uh, in your time as a dog owner. Have you come across like other people that have dogs that you feel don't kind of hold the dog as a member of the family? And, like, how does that affect you as someone who loves dogs?
0: Uh, yes. Uh, absolutely, I have. Um, and it angers me. Um, you know, it's good when people do, like, the basic needs, like um, – You know, you you provide them with a roof over their head and food and water. Um, But I feel like dogs need so much more than that. They need um, love. They need mental stimulation, physical uh, activity. They just, um, I guess it kind of upsets me when it's just like, the dog is, like, just a second thought. I don't know how else to... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that, that,
1: <laughs> I think that says it. Like, um, sometimes I think people, like, they, they get a dog because they want to... They want to say they have a dog, um, but they don't kind of think about the whole picture of what goes along with having a dog. And I've actually we've talked about this I've been considering getting a dog. Um but it's in that process of thinking about, okay, what does a dog need? What's the like whole whole picture was a dog need? I've realized I cannot really provide that at this moment. Um But I was in talking with, I was actually talking to my brother about this and kind of like talking through this stuff. And he made a really good point saying, Do you want a dog or do you want to be a person who has a dog? And I want to discuss this with you because it really was an interesting idea where I think sometimes people they get a dog cause they love dogs and they want a dog in their lives. Other people see other dog owners and see them as like these awesome people. And they want to get a dog to be that person. Um, have you had any experience of someone who you feel is like more in that category where they don't really love the dog. They love the being like the people they know who have dogs.
0: I don't know if I've really experienced that part um, or have known anybody because I do surround myself with kind of fanatic dog moms and dog dads out there. Um, But I have, you know, I, I know that they're out there. There are people who just um, want a dog for the idea of the, being a dog, or just like to have something to do, or I, I don't know. I guess I don't know how to answer that question very well. Yeah, no,
1: but I think it says a lot that you said <laughs> that you surround yourself with people that aren't in that category, um, and I think that's important. I think a lot of people, especially when they're they have passions is they surround themselves with people that support those passions and then um, and I think that's even more important when you're adopting a dog because it's this isn't like uh, a hobby kind of on the side where you're oh I, uh, I I take a dog to a dog park once a week for an hour and that's my dog time like no this is this is an entire life change oh yeah um but it, again it, it makes sense that you would surround yourself with similar minded people in that in that way and because i think even if it's not intentional i think that's something that'll draw people in and like being able to recognize like oh this person cares for their animal like i care for my animal um and i think it probably says a lot about them and makes you want to be around them
0: yeah. And you kind of like share funny stories or you get advice from them or, you know, if something, um, if your dog's making a weird noise and you don't, <laughs> instead of rushing to like pet MD, maybe you can text one of your friends, um, and kind of see if they've experienced something like that or, um, gets just getting that advice. Cause we're not experts. We're just, you know, dog parents and uh, we make mistakes and it's just good to learn from each other and I think it's nice to have those people in your life and do like dog dates and stuff like that and just you
1: know. yeah that's I, I, an interesting point in that it's a community building aspect too I mean um, we we kind of started this conversation of how you and your dog Boone have kind of formed a codependent lifestyle but having boone has also led for led to deeper discussions with other humans and like getting to know other people through like through your relationship with boone um i guess could you imagine could you imagine yourself in those with, with those relationships without having boone
0: You mean if I didn't have him as my dog and I had a different dog or...
1: Well, no, like, let's say you just didn't have a dog. Like, how, how, I guess that's a bigger question. What would your life be without having Boone, without having another, uh, without having a dog at all?
0: Um, Currently, (laughs) if I didn't have Boone, um, I don't know if I, not... To be dramatic or anything but i don't know if i would be here um you know um or like just having dogs in some aspect of my life um, have really saved me um, like i mentioned earlier i've uh, had depression for the majority of my life and just like dogs have changed everything so if they didn't exist i would have this like void um i've always been able to kind of lean on them for support and um you know you can you can tell a dog your secrets and your feelings without them having to talk back or sharing them and they're kind of like your own therapist so Uh, If I didn't have um, boom right now, especially during this pandemic, it would be incredibly difficult for me, in all honesty.
1: And I think that that really speaks volumes. And and it's almost like dog people were always meant to be dog people. Um, I mean, I don't know. It almost seems like it might have been meant to be that you were going to you, you were a child without being able to have a dog because it kind of like just lit that fire <laughs> so much brighter as a kid to get you to the point where when you were out when you're able to have a dog, like you're all in and again, I think that speaks volumes about you as as a pet owner, but also, like a realization that you're not just providing food and and care for this animal. This animal is providing the same, well, not food, but I don't think so. They, if no. Boone's cooking for you, then that's amazing. I would. Um, but he's providing so much more to you, and it's and like we mentioned, it's a it's a true relationship. Um, and I think that's that really speaks to a, a true dog lover um, and someone who, who truly cares about dogs. Um, so we mentioned that you're doing like fostering a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, do you uh, imagine a time um, when Boone gets a permanent, sibling
0: oh my goodness I want a second dog so bad for him um because he loves dogs so much um but actually I think he's just like he's been so good with me bringing in you know different dogs to foster um he's been very welcoming and he's been a really good support in that Um, and also I have been a dog sitter for 10 years. So, uh, that kind of throws a wrench in it. If I were to have two dogs, I have to think about the big picture here. (laughs) Um, as much as I would love to have a second dog, I think that might be. My God. Yes. He sees something. Up. Do you want me to pause it? Or how do I? So sorry.
1: No, you're good.
0: Okay. Well, um, boom. I'm on a podcast with Jeremy. Yeah. He just looked at me like, so? Oh, perfect. <laughs> um, Where was I? Uh.
1: I don't know. We're keeping all that in, by the way.
0: Great, wonderful. Everyone gets to like be first hand on my dog's barking.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's part of it, so I think it's yeah, important. Yeah, this that is people life.
0: Have... Um. Yeah, no. I just think big picture. I want a second dog. Um. We'll see. I mean, maybe one day I will find that perfect match in fostering, but I'm not gonna adapt it would probably be like a foster to adapt situation
1: i think that 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 does speak volumes again to you as a as a as a dog owner as a dog parent um that even though that's a want you want something you you aren't just going to rush into it like it's going to be thought out it's going to be a situation where you know you're the best fit f- to provide a home permanently for this animal um
0: well not even and again i think oh sorry well no go ahead i was just gonna say not even uh, for me uh he this dog would need to be approved by ben <laughs> and it would have to be like a good a good fit for the two of us um we're a package deal just like if anyone were to come into our lives and um any other son's they would need to be approved by my dog. (laughs) So, yeah, it's it's about us finding a good fit as well as the dog being a good fit for us.
1: And again, that is so important. And I think that's a message that we should send out to everyone. Like, if you're considering adopting a dog, I know there are a lot of positives to it. But truly sit down and think, can I provide a dog the home that it deserves? And can I do that for the next, like you mentioned, 10, 15 years? Um, Because by welcoming an animal into your home, you're taking on that responsibility. Um, And I know some people, they might not spoil um, their dog like you have like before we got on the call we mentioned how Ashley went out and bought Boone an Easter present um not to put you on blast but that that's that's something that I don't think I would ever do um but you know, that doesn't <laughs> I mean that again that speaks to your love and and how much you care for Boone and just dogs in general
0: even religious and i got the stock an easter basket <laughs> filled it with toys so you know any excuse to spoil him i'll i'm on board with
1: exactly exactly and again it really just speaks to your love and to your your passion for boone and dogs in general um I guess as we're we're kind of wrapping up uh before we get on, we mentioned um you're not like huge in social media, but I believe you do have an Instagram that's mostly just pictures of Boone yeah um would you like to to share your Instagram handle if people wanna follow?
0: sure, if you wanna see pictures of my adorable dog or any dogs that i either foster or dogs it um my instagram is it handle is that what it's called yeah i think so i don't know (laughs) it's um at coppins c-o-p-p-i-n ash a-s-h
1: and that's obviously uh your last name and then the first two letters your first name yep i'm uh pretty smart that I mean, that out. yeah, genius. Regular Sherlock Holmes here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, you mentioned uh, during the podcast that you fostered with a few organizations. Would you like to share kind of the, uh, the, a little bit of information about the organizations you foster with?
0: Yeah. Um, so actually, anyone can foster um, if you just kind of Google fosters uh, in your area. A bunch of different shelters will pop up, but the two that I have fostered from um, have been right wave rescue and starfish animal rescue and I just also want to do a little plug to. Um, the place where I got Boone, um, which is Illinois Doberman rescue plus um, Boone is not a Doberman. He's one of the plus animals. Um,
1: <laughs> like the Beyond and Beth Beyond. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a great way to put it. Um, yeah. yeah, he's a little rat terrier miniature poodle mix. So um, I think that's why he likes all dogs, no matter the size, because he was with all these Dobermen when I got him. So, um, but there's that. And... Just if you are going to ever adopt, um, one really good resource um, would be looking on Petfinder, and they have listed everywhere all the um, different available animals, um, and you can search by different criteria or whatever you're looking for: small, medium, male, female if you wanted to get that detailed, but um, it shows all the different available rescue animals um, from shelters. They list them on that website and that's how I found Boone.
1: I have to say, I've looked at pet finder a little bit and it is actually a great, a great website, easy to use. Mm -hmm. Um, And we'll make sure to put all the links to all those different organizations in the description Um, so you should be, if you're interested, you can go ahead and click on those from the description. Um, if you've enjoyed this podcast and conversation with Ashley, we do these every Tuesday. Um, they are posted into your feed. So if you've enjoyed, we've listened to go ahead and give this a subscribe so that the next episode automatically goes into your feed. Um, and also if you've enjoyed it, We'd love a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you are using. Um, I know the biggest one is Apple Podcasts, um, so five stars. And then write a review about what you liked the best podcasts. Greatly appreciated. Um, but most importantly, tell a friend if you enjoyed this. Um, this is episode 36. Um, I can't believe we've made it this far. Um, something that started as a activity to do. During a pandemic to force myself to have conversations to reach out to people um, has made it to episode 36. Um, but again thank you everyone who has listened. If you want to know learn more about this podcast you can find us on social media at what do you like podcast on Instagram at WDwell Podcast on Twitter or you can go to our website what do you like podcast.com. Ashley, it has been a true pleasure to chat with you. Um, Since I've been away from that corporate world, we haven't been able to talk as much. So it's so good to be able to catch up um, and so good that you're able to share your love of dogs with everyone.
0: Thank you so much, Jeremy. I I miss seeing you around and um, fortunately we get to see each other or talk to each other for Dungeons and Dragons every once in a while.
1: (laughs) That is true. If you like Dungeons and Dragons, (laughs) we have an episode on that too. So definitely go listen to This episode with Charlie. Yeah. Um, But again, thank you, Ashley, and everyone out there listening. Thank you very much. Don't forget to spay and neuter your pets. And we'll see you next time.